Hello and welcome. My name is John August. My name is Drew Marquardt. And this is a Script Notes sidecast, a short episode about one thing. We're back. Uh, unexpectedly. A surprise yeah. episode has just dropped into the feed. So yeah, this was a surprise to me. Before we get to the news of the week, we need to talk through some of the history, recent history, in order to put some things in context. As listeners will recall, last year, three of the entertainment unions had contracts up for negotiation. Right. The WGA, the DGA, and SAG-AFTRA. Exactly. So the DGA, which represents directors and assistant directors, had some preliminary negotiations with the AMPTP first, but nothing came of it. So then the WGA went into negotiations on March 20th of last year. We took a strike authorization vote, and then on May 2nd, we went out on strike. Then the DGA went back in to officially negotiate with the AMPTP. They announced a deal on June 3rd. And that deal, which they called historic, and a lot of synonyms for historic at the time, got some pushback from DGA members, particularly about AI and things, but it was ultimately approved by an 87% vote. So in addition to pay bumps, the DGA got some things that the WGA already had won in previous negotiations, like paid parental leave. I- I'm going to stop you right here, because if I remember at the time, WGA members were not enthusiastic about this DGA deal. Because uh, I was talking to members on the picket line, there was this feeling that the AMPTP was trying to set a template with the DGA deal uh, to ultimately force the WGA to take basically the same terms. Yes, and that's because that's really been the playbook for decades. Normally, the DGA would go in first and set the pattern, and then the WGA and SAG-AFTRA would get largely the same deal, like the same shape of the deal, same percentages, things which would be specific to their own unique contracts. In this case, the DGA went in after the WGA was out, out on strike which is more like what happened in 2007, 2008, which was the last WGA strike. Okay. So this year, after making a deal with the DGA, the AMPTP went into negotiations with SAG-AFTRA. And these negotiations did not go well, as we can recall. So SAG took a strike authorization vote. And then on July 14th of this past year, they joined the WGA on the picket lines. So we have three guilds of them. Only the DGA has made a deal. And that's important. So after many fits and starts, The WGA reached a deal on September 25th. It gets approved by 99% of members. It improves upon the DGA deal in many ways, including that first time a performance-based residual for streaming, the streaming bonus, much bigger protections for AI, outsized increases in minimums. So WGA writers are back to work. And at that point, SAG-AFTRA is still out on strike. There's all these ups and downs and Mm -hmm. friend rush rings of things. But then on November 9th, SAG announces that it has reached a deal as well which largely resembles the WGA deal, includes even higher pay bumps for some members, and a bunch of language on AI and synthetic performers, things that SAG really wanted to cover in their deal. They also get the same performance-based residuals for streaming as the WGA did. So they'd gone in wanting something much more complicated. Yeah, much more complicated. We talked about it a bit on on the sidecast, and like I never really quite understood how they were going to do their thing. They didn't get their thing. They got basically a version of what the WGA deal was for the streaming bonus. But what matters most is that things are resolved and, and we're sort of getting back to work. Things are getting back to normal. So to recap, we have three guilds. Mm-hmm. The DGA has made their deal first. That's right. WGA made its deal second. They got everything in the DGA deal plus new stuff like streaming residual, which SAG-AFTRA then got. Exactly. Right? So everything's done and dusted. And everything should be set for the next two and a half years when this whole cycle starts up again. Except there are other unions who also need to negotiate their contracts. So IATSE, which represents the -the below-the-line workers, and Teamsters, they both have contracts up for negotiation. Like just this last week, the American Federation of Musicians went in for negotiations. That's right. I saw on Instagram you were there for a rally. Yeah. It looked very wet. It was wet. It was fun, but wet. It was raining a lot. And it was also strange to be back at the AMPTP 
um, but with tubas this time. <laughs> uh, so they're in there negotiating their deal right now. And these other unions and their members, they're looking at what WJ and SAG were able to get, and they're asking, how do we get the equivalent for our members? And the AMPTP at the same time is asking, how do we avoid these other unions going out on strike? And how is the DGA feeling about their deal? Because they didn't go out on strike, but they were out of work for just as long as everyone else, and they didn't get as much. And it's funny you should ask, Drew, because that brings us to the whole point of this sidecast. <laughs> because yesterday, the DGA announced that it had improved upon the deal it signed way back in June. So now, in addition to the pay bumps that bring percentages up to basically the WGA deal, the DGA also gets the new performance-based streaming residual formula, that streaming bonus. Uh can you do that? Yeah. Like, can you just go into negotiations when your contract's not even up? In theory, you can do anything. It's called a mid-cycle negotiation. And during the pandemic, the guilds had to negotiate contract adjustments with the AMPTP because everything was upside down. So in emergency situations, yes, you can kind of go back in and do those little fixes and tweaks. But to your larger question, no, this is not a thing. You can't just call up Carol Lombardini and say, hey, we really want these increases. And also, we want the WJ streaming bonus. I mean, you could do that, but why would she say yes? Right. Clearly she did, or they did, so there must be some reason, right? Yeah, and we don't fully know the reasons, and that's kind of why this all feels a little bit odd. You know, the DJ just announced that it happened, but didn't share any details about the process. So in their statement to members, it just says, quote, These contract enhancements are the result of months of advocacy and difficult discussions with the AMPTP, end quote. So we don't know if the DGA called Carol or Carol mm -hmm. called the DGA or if there was some undisclosed agreement back in June when the DGA signed its deal, something that would guarantee parity with what the WGA eventually got. And so one would hope that journalists and DGA members are going to ask those questions and get those answers. Regardless, there's a couple of things I think we can safely say about this. First, for DGA members who are getting a pay bump, that's awesome. Like none of the discussion around how this got done should diminish the fact that more money is good, and mm -hmm. so we're happy for them. Second, the fact that IATSE and Teamsters are about to go in is relevant because the AMPTP would love to avoid more strikes. And one way of doing that might be to reward the guild that didn't go out on strike. That way you can say, you can point to the DGA and say, look, the AMPTP is fair and reasonable. See? Mm, but yeah, they're yeah. not. They're not. But maybe they've <laughs> changed, Drew. Maybe it's a whole new leaf. Maybe. They've, they've learned and grown. Spoiler, they haven't. But it, <laughs> there's a reason why you might want to reward the guild that played nicely. And third, I would say this news is as much about the 2026 negotiations as the 2023 negotiations. So let's say this adjustment didn't happen and the DGA would just be going into 2026 knowing that it needed to get things like the streaming bonus. That would have to be a priority in their negotiations, maybe at the expense of other things. But by getting it done now, they don't have to spend that negotiating capital on it. But why would the AMPTP give it to them now? Because like, doesn't it make more sense to just hold off until 2026? My supposition here is that the AMPTP would love to have the DGA back in its normal position of going first and making more moderate deals that set the pattern for everybody else. So they don't want to risk the DGA becoming more militant or taking a strike authorization vote. So instead, you give them something like the streaming bonus now. And then for 2026, maybe you give DGA an improvement on that bonus that maybe it's not as much as what the WGA or SAG would want at that time, but it could become the pattern. So whatever the exact reasons, both the DGA and the AMPTP must believe that it's in their benefit to make this adjustment now. Still feels weird. It can still feel weird. It, 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 I, yeah. I, I can sort of explain a little bit. It doesn't explain away the weirdness of the feeling. 
And it's partly because the DJ is not being forthcoming with the details. Maybe they will be. To me, it kind of feels like on Instagram when you see a friend and they're posting these glamorous vacation photos, but not anything with their spouse. And you're wondering, like, is everything okay? <laughs> like, and also, how are you affording this? Like, it just feels like that to me. Like, I mean, you're happy for them. You are. Go, girl. But also, <laughs> uh, questions are raised. I mean, yeah. like, just like, I, I, and it creates, honestly, some uncomfortable tensions within the friend group, which in this case is the other unions. So they're looking and saying, like, hey, what's really going on here? Yeah. Yeah. So does this modified DGA deal fundamentally change anything? It really doesn't. So it, improvements for their members, great. But I don't think it changes the bigger landscape all that much. And I want to do a sidecast on this, mostly just so the moment didn't slip by unnoticed, unremarked, and to put it in some context. I think we did. That's what we are. We are contexters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew, it's good to be back on the mic with you. It's really fun. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.